Hello everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Inkavanae. And today's story is the holes in the roof of my mouth. Lying in bed, turning the roof of my mouth, I felt something odd. Little indentations. Swinging off the blankets, I padded to the bathroom mirror. I tilted my head back and opened my mouth wide. What I saw stole my breath. A cluster of holes, over a dozen across the roof of my mouth. I panicked. Gravel emanated from me as I stepped closer to the mirror. The holes varied in size and were distorted, as if stretched in all directions. Each tiny pink opening, <laughs> coated with saliva, rose into my head. But no matter how far I craned back, I couldn't see the end. There was only darkness. My hands trembled, my heart constricted. What the hell are they? I thought. Groggy. Mark came into the bathroom. Everything okay? When he finally absorbed my shaking state, he held me by the arms and asked what was wrong. Look, I said and opened my mouth. With the light of his phone, he crouched and started and stared up at, me, up at them. He gasped. Oh my god, holy shit. Tears squeezed from the corners of my eyes. What are they? I said, my voice shrill. He came closer to my mouth, felt the light still. His brow bent in concentration. Mark, what are they? Hold still. For some long moments, he inspected the holes and then finally said, We are going to the hospital. What? You need a doctor. Mark, stop it. You're scaring me. I don't know what they are, but it's bad. What do you mean bad? What do you see? The same thing you see. Holes. They're deep and they're going right into your skull. I, I can't even see the end. My, my head went light. The floor tilted. It's okay, Mark. Caught me a hug. The doctor will know what to do. After waiting three hours at a walk-in clinic, I found myself sitting on a bed with a sore jaw from keeping it open so long for a doctor. An old withered man with a bloodless face and patchy wisps of hair who prodded at the holes with a long swab. He stood straight and issued a long sigh, even close. I shut my mouth, feeling a pull of relief. You don't have coverage, is that right? He asked, snapping off, snapping gloves off, revealing limp hands which looked as dead as the rest of him. My job doesn't give me coverage, and Mark, I'm between jobs, Mark said. Eyes half closed, the doctor slowly nodded. I need to send these samples to a specialist, but without insurance, he sighed again. I asked how much it would be, and when he told us, Mark and I looked at each other, then down turned our eyes. You have no idea what's going on, Mark asked the doctor. Not without tests. Then he turned to me. Are they giving you any pain? I shook my head. Then I'd wait until you have enough money. The old man said, coldly, or until you get coverage. I can recommend a good plan. He lifted the brochure from a plastic stand on his desk, opened it and inspected it. With his pen, he circled something. This one is good for youngsters, he said. 
handing it to me. Wait, my friend. Isn't this bad? I mean, there are holes. Staring at the brochure, I suddenly felt embarrassed. Once my internship is over, I'll get a real job. One with coverage and we won't go through this again, I thought. If they are not causing discomfort, the doctor said, trailing off. Red-faced, Mark rubbed his forehead. I grabbed his hand and stood up. The matter was settled. Over the next week, I did my best to ignore them. Like the doctor said, there was no discomfort. Occasionally, food got jammed in the rolls. I just lick it out. For a couple of days, I lived life as normal and nearly forgot about them. Sitting at the kitchen table of our one-bedroom apartment, Max spent the morning searching for job ads on his phone while I got ready for work. Slipping my coat on, I walked into the kitchen and gently lifted Max's chin with my fingers for a kiss. My mouth met his. I held his head in my hands and encircled his tongue with mine. Inside my gums, something moved. Moved. A wet lamp. I wriggled and it wiggled and fell past my lips and into Mark's mouth. Eek. Mark jerked away and coughed. I stepped back, pressing my hands onto my lips. The coughing worsened, jolting his body. Then something red flew from his mouth and spattered onto the table. In the center of the crimson splat, a tiny white crescent curled in on itself. A maggot. Ugh. Its segmented body reeled in a membrane of saliva as if in pain. Turning blue, Mark winced in horror, staring at the bug. Oh my god. I cried running to the bathroom and, and shutting the door. Gripping the sink with both hands, I opened my mouth and checked the holes. Margot were half curled out, squirming, dripping with translucent mucus. I screamed. <laughs> Mark's panic, panicked voice came from the other side of the door. The knob turned, but I blocked it. Are you okay? Go away, I cried, and lowered myself into the bathtub. Margot fell down my throat, forcing me to cough violently. They were too deep. I couldn't dislodge them, so I swallowed. My stomach felt like a coil of barbed wire being unraveled. A bubble of acid shot up my throat. I bent over and let a spray of yellow puke leave my mouth to splatter across the tub. Margot reeked in the bile. I let out a long guttural wail as my mind splintered to pieces. Oh, okay. A deformed crosshatch of openings had formed throughout my mouth. I could feel the maggots moving, sliding from hole to hole. It dulled my senses, and they fell out constantly, out my nose, my mouth. And now as I watched my pale face in the mirror, small maggots curled out of the corners of my bloodshot eyes, sticky with pink mucus behind me. Mark sat on the edge of the tub as it filled with hot water. You really think this will work? He asked quickly. I don't know, I said. I looked up online how to kill maggots and drowning was one way. 
I figured if they become suffocating, they'd evacuate my head and I'd be rid of them. <laughs> Whether it worked or not, I had to try something and quickly. Mentally, I wasn't functioning right. I couldn't focus. My senses were deadened by their acrid smell. My nasal cavity was clogged with their bulbous little bodies moving over. Oh, I wondered if they were eating my flesh, which explained my dumbstruck state. Maggots were known to gorge on living tissue. If I didn't get them out soon, I'd die. Okay, it's full, Max said, turning the faucet closed. Without hesitation, I lowered myself into the steaming tub. Mark, I could tell, was doing his best not to puke, scrunching his face, avoiding the sight of me. Even in, I submerged my head into the scalding water. At first, nothing happened. Then the inside of my head stirred, and like a balloon being inflated with blood, a tremendous pressure rose in my skull. I clenched the sides of the tub, bowed my teeth and shut my eyes. Hair blew out my nose and with it a dozen maggots, maybe more. Craning my head back, holding my breath, I opened my mouth wide as I could let hundreds float out. The pressure in my skull gradually diminished as more and more maggots evacuated my body until the surface above became a blurry swirl of lava. My my lungs burned, but more were dislodging. Some must have dislodged from deep inside me because they emerged coated in bulbs of thick gunk. The taste of iron coated my mouth and nose. My chest jolted, my lungs screamed. Finally, I pulled myself up, gasping, jumped from the tub into Mark's arms. Naked and trembling, I folded myself into him. I felt like a new person. A week passed without a single wriggling terror to be seen. <laughs> my head felt full, my skin regained its color, and my sense of smell returned. The holes were healing, and I could eat normally again. The maggots were gone. But the great, the great thing was, today, Mark had an interview. If he bought the job, I could quit my crappy convenience store once and do my unpaid internship full-time. Mark was nervous, but he had the right experience. I knew he'd get it. The sound of my alarm severed my thoughts. I'd set it for Mark so he wouldn't be late for his interview, but he was still in the shower. He'd been in there for a long time. He doesn't want to go, I thought. Knocking on the door, I called his name. No reply, just the hard sound of water. Then came a low cry. Mark, I yelled. I rushed inside. What I saw sent me into shock. Mark was collapsed face down in a tub, hot water cascading over his body, head turned to one side. His eyes were solid and vacant. From his ear, a huge maggot oh, oh my god. A huge maggot emerged. The thickness of a thumb oh god scoring free. It fed on a chunk of flesh held in its blood-tipped mandibles. What the fuck? <laughs>
this story this story is just way creepy <laughs> send me voice messages to know what you think about that story and as far as i'm concerned those maggots were just uh, oh no anyway it was nice being with you guys this is the first episode so i hope i'll get other interesting stories as this anyway peace out